The following is meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action on anything being discussed, consult your medical doctor. Welcome to Heart Health with board-certified cardiologist and internal medicine specialist, Dr. Franklin Weefald. Heart Health is a local call-in health show designed to educate and inform you of the most up-to-date information for not only maintaining a healthy heart, but a healthy body. Call us with your health questions at 919-860-9783. And the telephone number again is 919-860-9783. Call about any of the topics we've prepared or you could just call about your health concerns because we'd love to hear that. Helping you stay better, stay healthy, and spot medical misinformation. This is Heart Health Radio. He is Dr. Franklin Weefault. I is. Hello. Hello, how are you? You doing all right? I've had a great week. Really? Yeah, and today is one of my favorite things to do is to talk to you and the people out there listening. Mm-hmm. And I think you've got some great slogans for us. This is what we're trying to do. <laughs> Weightlifting and heart health on today's show. Also, health insurance, which I have to admit, I'm rolling into the state health plan uh, I've forgotten what they call it, but I get to choose what Let options. me tell you something. If oh, there's ever awful. a reason to work for the state, yeah. it's now because the health insurance is getting ridiculous. But and it's you, covered, right? But Yours is covered. You, you, mine is covered. Do you have to pay any my, of it? I do because I add my family to yeah. it. Yeah. I would pay $70 myself. I'm so jealous. Used, used to be free. I'm so jealous. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Also, fake news, a coffee break, apparently meatballs and sauce together aren't the great combination we thought they were. On top of spaghetti. They're they're delicious. All covered with cheese. And your phone calls, please do, 919-860-9783. A little while, uh, we're going to have a a story about breastfeeding anxiety. And unless – well, let's put it this way. If you – have any first-hand knowledge of that, please do call. Otherwise, two fellows are going to be talking about that. Okay? Yes. Otherwise. You want to talk about weightlifting. Yeah. My dad used to say, it's not what you don't know that hurts you. Mm -hmm. It's what you know that isn't so. Okay. And if you'd ask me, this is why I want to talk about this right off the bat. Because if you'd ask me a month ago, should you do cardio or should you weightlift for health? Yeah. And I would have definitely said cardio, which means walking, riding a bike, you know, getting up and down from the from your seat to yeah. you know go get some snacks in the, in the kitchen. And so I saw this really, really interesting thing. Yeah. Whereas these very famous researchers from the Mayo Clinic went back and looked at the people who seemed to not get heart disease. And the people who seemed to, and they got two groups. Now, they looked at the ones who did cardio, and they had a slightly lower risk of of heart disease. Right. 73% lower risk of heart disease than the weight, excuse me, the weightlifters. Really? It just blew me away. Now, again, this is what we call a retrospective study, where they went backwards in time and looked at a group of people, control group who didn't have heart disease, group that did. Right. Now, could it be that the reason why the people who lifted weights were healthier 
and they could lift weights. Yeah. Could it be that the people who had heart disease were too sick to lift weights? There's also that's true. You okay. gotta you gotta investigate All you right. know why. Yeah. But to me, this is a very interesting finding because seventy three percent is a big, big drop. So what I'd like to see is a prospective study where they take a group of people who are at risk for heart disease yeah. and get them to commit to working out for five years in a controlled setting. Yeah. So you can monitor them. Yeah. And then get one group to weight lift for a, an hour every week and the other group to do your usual three days a week of cardio. Right. And see what happens. Now, I would like to think that the weightlifting must have something to do with genetic, you know, epigenetic changes. What that by that I mean, you know, the muscles change when you weight lift. I sure. mean, they get bigger. And the reason why they get bigger is they grow. I don't know. I mean, I, I would have thought that um, weightlifting led to inflammation. We talked about that, how your body is injured. And the inflammation is a response of the injury to be repaired and the, and the immune system. Mm-hmm. But this is very intriguing. I know healthy weightlifters. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really yeah, do. Yeah, sure. And, and they, they all tell me that they feel better than they've ever felt. Mm-hmm. They have more energy. Now, some of them do a little cardio on the side, mm-hmm. but some of these are dedicated lifters. And I, it's amazing. See, now, I think if you go ahead and you take the time and the effort to lift weights, I think that means that your mindset is healthy to begin with. And, and you know, they do this protein thing. Right, sure. And they stay away from carbs. Right. The no-no diet is part of the yes-yes weight lift program. Okay. So – I think it needs to be looked at because now I'm I'm changing my attitude about weightlifting. I I have a good friend. I I met this woman because she made some T-shirts for my practice. Yeah. And in talking to her, she was a big big weightlifter before she had her children. Mm-hmm. And she said she loved it. She said it gave her a sense of well-being. It uh, she really got you know in a, a right percentage of body fat she ate better mm-hmm. and um it's pretty amazing pretty amazing now let me give a plug heather yeah she is heather's it's on facebook heather's beautiful creations take a look at what she does for yeah. craft okay um but just remember that woman could probably kick your tail because of the weightlifting thing you know what i find is that having done not the not just the no-no diet but before I was just eating salad after salad after yeah. salad, uh-huh. and that's not what the no-no diet is. But well, the point is, the point is, I lost weight in the wrong spots. Right. I've I now look at my arms and shirt off arms and say, where did that go? Yeah. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna just put a plug in yeah. for weightlifting. Yeah. Um, it's it's not apparently the bad exercise that I thought it was. Mm-hmm. But now they need to do a prospective study. Health insurance is oh expensive. Gosh. Let me tell you, I'll give you my personal example. When I started my practice 10 years ago, I had 10 employees, and it uh-huh. cost me about mm, 4000 a month to cover everybody. And that was with a $500 deductible, top-of-the-line, Blue Cross Blue Shield policy. Yeah. Everything's great. So 2010 rolled around. And what happened? Okay, so Obamacare came along, and the insurance companies, a lot of them jumped on the bandwagon, and the problem was that they had to pay for everything. 
Okay, the insurance company. There was yep. nothing that they could exclude. You had to take all comers. And, it, you know, look, we don't want sick people not to be able to get insurance. I understand that. Right. But what's happened is that they've had to jack up the prices for us who are not on Obamacare. Yeah. So I'm going I'm to tell you now, I have a $6,000 deductible policy that costs my family $26,000 a year. So when you look at it, I have to pay $32,000 before I see a dime of coverage. Now, I do get some prescription coverage. Right. Okay. But don't you remember um, President Obama was saying, oh, we, we want a comprehensive health insurance plan, not these high deductibles that mm-hmm. you know are cheap and inexpensive? Yes. Well, now we have what is essentially – I mean, and no, and no, there's no way to not call it this, uh-huh. is a really expensive, you know, high deductible insurance plan. And, and basically, my insurance is catastrophic insurance only. If you want to jump in on this, please do. Because yeah, if you've Dr. had a problem, Weifold, yeah. Dr. I'm, Weefald has this from both perspectives. Yeah, yeah. He not only offers insurance coverage as a business owner. Yeah. He's also taken other people's cards. And, and let me just tell you, and he, a, a he lot gets of, the copay. You know, yeah, this is a lot of people are avoiding necessary health care because they have these high deductibles. Yeah. Now it's interesting. It's less expensive for IBM per employee because they have hundreds of thousands of employees and yeah. they can get a good deal. Small businesses like mine, twelve employees, including myself, uh-huh. it's much higher. It's right. much higher. So I'm even thinking about joining something called an independent practice association where, you know, you're not in business together, but in a sense you are because you own this IPA, it's called, and you negotiate as a group, even though each individual doctor is different. And then if you have, say, 100 practices in your IPA, then mm-hmm. you can go to Blue Cross Blue Shield and negotiate lower rates for volume. Right. But it's it's getting ridiculous. Now, what I do for my um, employees is I have relatively healthy employees, so I made a bet. The six thousand dollar deductible for everybody still costs me less, even if I have to pay for five of those employees' deductibles. So I'm basically taking a gamble. I'm self-insuring myself right. on the deductible. So for my employees, they basically don't have to pay. Now I make them pay thirty-five percent of their premium. Uh, I didn't used to. It's not bad. I didn't used to. Yeah. But it's just sad, and I don't know the answer. I don't think Medicare for All is the answer. I don't think uh, getting rid of private insurance is the answer. Um, But I wish somebody out there who knows the answer would let me know. Yeah. Because I'm just I'm frightened for the 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 businesses that are going to have to you know not offer insurance anymore. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three is our telephone number. Go ahead and call. 919-860-9783. If you want to jump in on that topic, or if you have had heart-related symptoms and didn't tell anybody, I want to hear that story. 919-860-9783. I'll tell you why later in the show. This is Heart Health on the Heart Health Radio Network. This is Heart Health, and that is our musical theme called Fake News, because apparently it's not just in the rest of your life. 
fake news in medical information is big. Well, you know, I, every chance I get, I go to this Italian restaurant in my neighborhood called Piola. Have you heard of it? No. Yeah, it's in North Hills, and it's wonderful, and I love spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing better. Sure. Except maybe some Chinese food, you know. Okay. But anyway, so I'm picking up this article here, and it is ridiculous. Trying to tell people not to eat meatballs with their spaghetti. Why? Because medical researchers say... But the anti-cancer and anti-heart disease benefits of tomatoes is called lycopene. Right. Right. The total state, you know, know, have tomatoes a couple of times a week. It's neutralized by the iron-containing components of a meatball. So here's what I want to tell you. Yeah. Give me a break. Really? Give me a break. Well, these people went to college to study this sort of thing. I I mean, you know, who would have thought... That somebody in a medical center yeah. okay, is going to study spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> Somebody's got to. I mean, you know, and, and so what does this do? It, it's a pseudoscience. Okay. Yeah. Because just because there's this theoretical, you know, iron-containing meatball, <laughs> and some of my mother's meatballs yeah. were as heavy as iron. Yeah, yeah okay. they were. Okay, all right. And then the lycopene and tomatoes. Yes. We can't mix the two. Because you're good to eliminate your cancer reduction. Well, now, wait a minute. Why am I – all right. I've been told to eat tomato sauce maybe twice a week. I can eat it every day. All right. You can eat it every day. I try to stay away because most of the tomato sauce has got a lot of sugar in it. But the the whole idea, right – but we spend whole- all our lives worrying. Yeah, okay. All right. Eat your spaghetti. Eat your hot dog, please. Okay. All right. You know, eat your spaghetti and meatball. Oh, um, yeah. You know, the, the, you talk about the no-no diet, the hot dog bun. Yeah. Okay, but have one once a week. I mean, okay. come on. Life is too short to be worried that your the meatball you eat is going to cause cancer because it's reducing the lycopene in your tomato from preventing cancer. You're telling me that when something appears on my Facebook or on this, you know, the, the intertubes, and it's over in the corner and it says, 15 reasons why you shouldn't eat this, I should ignore some of that? Yes. Okay, good. Yes. The Thank only you. things in medicine that you should believe yes. are things that are done with a controlled study. Starting off with zero, taking a lot of people in one in one hand, a lot of people on the other, and comparing a fake yeah. procedure or drug versus the real drug or procedure. <laughs> you, know, you know you're never going to line up a thousand people who are going to eat sauce and no meatball. Uh, yeah. Right. You just won't yeah. do it. That's crazy. You just won't do it. Okay. Crazy. There was something also about coffee. Now, I found the article from last week telling us about coffee. Yeah. And this week, it's what? Now, the Mayo Clinic says. Yeah. That if you drink coffee yeah. more than four a day, you're going to have a heart attack. More than four a day? Yeah. Four cups? Four cups a day. Four, Bad like, 16-ounce cups? I don't know. They I'm way that. over the limit. Yeah. And so, you know, this is another example for our coffee, our coffee break. Yeah. To let people know that you're going to hear something is good for you. Yeah. Then you're going to hear the same thing is bad for you. And so the most important thing is don't drink 10 cups of coffee a day. Yeah. Have your coffee and don't worry about it. I'm literally holding last week's story or 
two weeks ago. In a new study, researchers found drinking more coffee may help reduce reduce the risk of developing gallstones. Right. And now we're going to get four cups a day. And so what's going to happen? You go to Starbucks three times a day instead of four. And then you're going to say, my heart's protected. You know, I they just know. wish they would stop this stuff. And, and the bottom line to remember about this is yeah. that in medical communities now, academic medical centers, yeah. it used to be how many scientific papers you publish. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because nobody really cared about being on TV or being on the radio or even worse yet, being sure. on Facebook. Right. But now these these academic medical centers are putting people in positions of glory and power based on whether they can get their medical center on TV. Yeah. And so, you know, the Mayo Clinic, yeah. I mean, it's very, you know, the the reporters are going to say, this is what my my people need to know. Coffee. Everyday experience. We're going to get you on TV that way. No. We're going to get you on TV that way. Because I drink energy drinks, okay? In in the next break, I'm going to talk about a business idea I have with you and I, and we, we're going to do this. It's going to work out, but I want to talk about this. This is from WYFF-TV about something going on in western North Carolina. Most of the cases are in men, and health officials say many of the people reported attending the North Carolina Mountain State Fair. If you went to that fair and have a cough, fever, shortness of breath, officials say call a doctor right away. Because of Legionnaire's disease. Yes, and this is a that. very serious problem. I've never been to that fair, have you? No. Yeah, and so it was misidentified in some uh, um, news organizations as the North Carolina State Fair. It was not the State Fair. That doesn't happen until October, right? Right. Yeah. So this was a fair in the mountains, Mountain State Fair or something like that? Yes. And people went home, and a large number of them got Legionnaire's disease. Now, what is that? Legionella pneumophila. It's a bacteria. And so bacteria are like the pneumonia bacteria. They're separate from viruses. Viruses cause the common colds. They cause HIV. Viruses are just dumb pieces of protein and DNA that can infect you. A bacteria is really complicated. It's an, it's a living organism. And Legionella was discovered probably about 30 years ago. And you know why? The American Legion was having a meeting. Yeah. And the hotel... All these legionnaires sure, came I down remember, with this yeah. illness. Very high spiking fevers, bad cough. It was fatal mm-hmm. in, in a small number of cases. And when they finally isolated the bacteria, mm-hmm. it was a brand new one. They'd yep. never really seen it. Yep. And so um, they named it the legionella. And yeah. they got sued. The CDC um, uh. was by the American Legion because they didn't want to know it. So I'll never forget John Bartlett, who was one of the professors at Johns Hopkins. Oh, no. Legionella pneumophila, a small army of organisms <laughs> which love the lung. Okay, we, yeah. meant the, we meant the French Foreign Legion. Right. Guys, but, not you. you know, it, they've accepted it now. Okay. We're now up to 82 cases. Yeah, it's bad. And, and so what they Is haven't... Is it catchy? No. You can't catch it from somebody. So... You get it when the Legionnaires first came out. Mm -hmm. They traced it to a faulty air conditioner. And so there was cold water that was pooling, and the Legionella love that cold pooling water. So what they've got to do is go back and trace back steps. Now, this is where epidemiology is so important. 
Yes. The people who got the illness, who are most of them are recovering. I don't. Did you know if there's any deaths? I don't think I, so. I don't think so. No. And there's antibiotics that work: Leviquin or Levofloxacin, and then erythromycin. Believe it or not, change the way we look at um, empiric treatment for pneumonia. That means. If somebody has pneumonia, what do you give them first mm-hmm. to make sure that they're going to get better? And then you find out what it has and you hone your antibiotics in it. We always add erythromycin for a mm-hmm. long time because of the possibility of Legionella, which is resistant to penicillin. But anyway, they've got to go back, find out where, what was the common area where all these people were congregated around. Right. And I'll, I'm going to guess – yeah. wherever there's cold standing water. So I'm thinking it might be the troughs where the animals were mm-hmm. or were there tents that I know when my daughter got married, we had a big tent set up on our farm and we had these huge air conditioners that were run on generators yeah. running the thing. So go back and look at those air conditioner units. And, and why is this important? Number one, you don't want to ha- have it happen again. Right. And there are all sorts of these fairs all over the country and I love them. Yeah. You know, I was president of my Future Farmers of America shop. Really? Yeah. So I went to these fairs all over the place. And I don't want people not to go to these fairs. We, the epidemiologists in North Carolina are superb. Yep. They're tracking this down. They'll now, figure it out. If you've been to the fair and you're not sick, don't worry. You're not going to get sick. But see your doctor immediately if you do feel sick. Okay. More to come on Heart Health on the Heart Health Radio Network. Now back to Heart Health with Dr. Franklin Weefold on AM680 WPTF. And the telephone number is 919-860-9783. Please do call 919-860-9783 if you've got a question for Dr. Weefold. We may have an answer. Yeah, it might be an answer. (laughs) Well, going to give you advice at least. Um, and the whole idea is that you don't have to give us your full name. And if it's an embarrassing thing, that's all right. You disguise your voice if you want. 919-860-9783. In, in this segment of the show, climate despair, breastfeeding anxiety. Again, we need help on this. Um, and that business idea that I have. Because you gotta, you got to understand... Behind the scenes here, we're not just like a radio host, the you know, the MC and the MD here. Ooh, that's a good one. We we are essentially we are essentially the two characters on the Jackie Gleason show. No, okay. Beavis and Butthead. No, no, no. <laughs> we are when the microphones are off, we're all right, now maybe we could do this. Yeah, we could get rich this way. Yeah. We'll buy up all this. All right. So I've got an idea. Of, okay. All right. But all right. let's talk about climate despair. So they look at the millennial generation. They're getting older. They're in their 30s now. Sure. And then there's Gen Z coming on. Yeah. And they're actually, when we talked about last week, they're actually talking about cannibalism is not going to be necessary because we're going to run out of food. Uh, when the world turns hot, we all burst into flames and our crops die. Yeah. Well, now there's a real... And it's a serious movement to not have kids. So the Gen Zs and the millennials are saying that since the world is going to end, and according to AOC, it's in 12 years, what right do we have to bring children who are going to die of climate change into this world? What a disaster that's going to be for our society. Because remember, we're not all going to die. 
So what's going to happen to you and I? We're going to get older, and we're going to become debilitated, and there ain't going to be nobody to do the work to support us. He looks me right in the eye and says that. Yeah. Dave, you're going to be debilitated. I'm already debilitated. And there'll be nobody to take care of you. Well, it's true. All right. And so this is what we have to understand. In this internet era, in this day and age of gotcha journalism, you can't really get on the air unless you're going to say, if you don't do this, you're going to die. Yeah. Or get horribly sick. And so what that tells people who believe this stuff is that I can't bring a child into this world. It's It would be a horrible thing to do. And it's China. So yeah. in 1969, we've talked about this, there were all these scientists, say, experts, who said we're going to run out of food. Okay. By the year t- t- 2001, we'll all be starving. Yeah. Well, now we have more food than we know what to do with because technology changed. But China said one child only. Yeah. And now they're not going to have enough employees and work oh, they call them workers in the socialist states yeah they're not gonna have enough workers to support the elderly who are gonna be sick there's not gonna be enough plus in china they they kept the sons because traditionally they take care of old people mm-hmm. and they got rid of the daughters yeah not not all of them but thankfully i was able to adopt my wonderful daughter from china really yeah her name is emily if she's listening now she doesn't listen to dad's shows yeah I understand. but emily we found um we got her 11 months and it was wonderful but what's going to happen to this world mm-hmm. if these millennials and gen z's are so bent out of shape about dying now they're also depressed about this and this, it's got the highest incidence of clinical depression of any generation is the millennials followed by the Gen Zs. The one thing I'm I, – I hope that I could speak to one or two of them and say, stop. Yeah. Do you know what our record is, mankind's record, yeah. on solving Problems. the amazing hard things – Especially when they're slow moving, yeah. right? When the disaster is slow moving, we're oh, we're, we're a thousand and, yeah. and oh, we win every time. Mm. Let, Mankind uh, figures out a way. Well, let, let me give you an example medically of that. And women too. Sorry, right. I just, men and women. I was a resident when HIV/AIDS crisis started, yes. and it was very depressing. Of course, it was because all these young, beautiful men. Yeah. And they were mostly men. I would say it was – I didn't see a single female when I was a resident. Right. We had to close down a ward and just turn it into an HIV-AIDS ward. Right. And there was all this hullabaloo about Reagan hated gays because he didn't cure HIV quick enough. You know, we had no clue about virology then. We, had, we, it, we didn't even know for a couple of years what caused this. It's a miracle going from zero to where we are now. I mean, not for everybody. But for a large group of people, HIV is a chronic disease, yeah. yes. not a yes. fatal illness. Magic okay. Johnson, 20 right. years alive. Right. So I think you look at – it's not just glass half full, glass you know, uh, half empty. It is understanding that, that we have done tremendous things technologically. Now, have we come far enough sociologically? I don't know. Because we make the same mistakes over again. The world's going to end unless you believe me and elect me. I mean, AOC just said the other day, Miami's going to be underwater in three years. Well, so okay. panic in New York Times Needle Park. 
AOC's got to be right. I'm going to tell you all out there right now. Have children. Be fruitful. Go forth and multiply. Mm-hmm. Because who's going to solve our problems in the future? Our children. Right. My wife always says the glass is not half full. It is not half empty. What is it? But in terms of wine, it is refillable. <laughs> you can just go ahead and put more in yep. it. And you know, wine is good for you. It is. Absolutely. Right. 919-860-9783. Wish we had some. Really. Oh. Niner, one niner, eight Operating six, a radio show under the influence? 860-9783. Call that number. Get on in on this. Are we really going to talk about breastfeeding anxiety or can we just say... Yeah, that too. Yeah, that too. Yeah, that too. Because, you know, here's the thing. Women are being told that they must do one thing or another. Yeah. Okay? Just like everything else in your world, tell people, no. It's not your baby. It's not your business either. Right. It's not your business. And so what has happened? Um, There is a a radical – I don't want to – I want to say this without – Without getting in trouble, because yeah, you're going to get in trouble. Era. You're going to get in trouble. Go ahead. Okay, the radicals of the breastfeeding movement. The, there's something called the La Leche League. Now they're really good people in the beginning, because breastfeeding is good. It's if a you movement. Can, yeah, La Leche. It's the La Leche okay. League. That right. means in French, the milk. the milk. And so, yeah, if you can breastfeed uh-huh. and and you have enough breast milk, mm-hmm. and Here's a, a word coming out now. If your kids don't like this word, Just if your nipples are appropriate. Now, not every woman is blessed with an appropriate nipple that will allow their baby to get enough nutrition from breast milk. It's it's not usual. So mm-hmm. I think the majority of women could breastfeed. Um, there are situations where women can't, and they're being shamed about it. Uh, there are also women who, who don't like the idea of breastfeeding. They just don't. That's their mm-hmm. their own way of looking at the world. And yet you go in the hospital now, especially in New York, especially in San Francisco, especially in Chicago, where you'll have the nurses come in and yeah. just say automatically you're going to breastfeed. This is what you're going to do. Uh, and, and if you say, look, I think I'm going to formula feed, they just give them a hard time. And I think that the pendulum has swung. We will all admit that breastfeeding is better for your baby, at least in the short term, because the colostrum in the first couple of weeks is loaded with antibodies and appropriate chemicals to help your baby. But I can tell you right now, all of my kids were breastfed. All of my siblings and myself, no, I'm sorry, were bottle fed. All of my siblings and myself were bottle fed. We turned out okay. Yeah. We didn't have chronic illnesses. We didn't have all sorts of things. We didn't have six toes. Okay. Right. The bottom line is you have to take everything in moderation and understand that we're not all the same and we all can't do the same things. Now, my first child, Sarah, bless her heart. She's one of the most wonderful people I know. 24 hours of labor. And this is back when, at Johns Hopkins, where my baby was born, there was a huge thing about too many C-sections. So she should have had a C-section at 16 hours. And yet they made her labor. Yeah. And it was pretty traumatic. I mean, she had a tear. She had to have surgery. And so there are women on the other side who had to have a C-section. Right. 
And they were depressed because, quote unquote, I couldn't push my baby out. I wasn't a good enough woman to fair. push my baby out. That's and not so, fair. Let's all take a deep breath. We're not all going to die from climate change in 12 years. We all don't have to breastfeed if we don't want to or if we can't. You're not a uh, a person, a bad person. And if if you had trouble with labor and they had to do a C-section, that's okay, too. You're not a bad person. All right. You know? Wasabi. I only (laughs) know it when it's on a nut. Is it a green substance? Well, let me tell you, real wasabi is, I don't know what it is. If you go yeah. to a real Japanese restaurant, yeah. the wasabi is lumpy. I, I think it's kind of a seed or something. Okay. The wasabi you get from a Japanese restaurant today, yeah. it's horseradish dyed green. Okay. It's, okay. I'm of serious. Course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. I get it. So this woman wanting to eat an avocado. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you just dip into it. You know, it's like um, it's like what's a guacamole? Yeah, it's good, creamy. And you it's take not a spicy. big spoon, a big yeah. t- t- tablespoon. And what did she just, do? There was some wasabi sitting there. Yeah. And they don't say in the article whether it was the horseradish wasabi or the real wasabi. They're both potent. Yeah. So I like my wasabi. It's a potent thing. Clears out my sinuses. It's very, very tasty. Yeah. In a torturing sort of way. Sure. You know, you can eat raw fish, you can be tortured anyway. But how much would you consume? Oh, just a tiny, enough to fit on your chopstick. Yeah, but a half a cup at a sitting is a lot. Now, here's the thing that happened to her. We talked about broken heart syndrome, where women especially, and I'm not being sexist, but it's mostly in women, an emotional event, a a traumatic thing you know your husband just dropped dead or your child has cancer and your body pours out adrenaline and for some individuals based on their genetic predisposition the heart becomes weak but only in the front tip so it's it was it it just gets weak and you go into congestive heart failure and the most miraculous thing about it is most people get better it just happens you get you get a broken heart. That's why they call it. So the, ra- the reason why they call that is because, you know, people say, oh, I got a broken heart. My, you know, something yeah. happened. And you get a broken heart. Your heart goes bad. This so woman. this woman ate a ton of wasabi <laughs> thinking it was horseradish. Now, no, I don't she thought know. it was avocado. I'm sorry. She thought it was. She thought it was mild, I'm so but it into was spicy. This. I'm so into the story. I'm just talking out of my head. Yeah. So she thought it was an avocado dip. She was, but you know the thing is, you can tell in in like thirty nanoseconds. It's yeah. not a, spit it out. But she kept eating. She swallowed it, all of it. And she had this real physical condition, right? Because in her heart, horseradish not, is not extreme. No, not heartburn. So the the chemicals, the volatile okay. chemicals that cause your sinuses to open up. What is that? That's constriction of your arteries and your sinuses, and it caused her heart to race. It's yeah. just like taking an overdose of adrenaline. Wow. And so, unfortunately, she had the genetic predisposition to weaken the very front of her heart, and she went into heart failure. Now, she recovered. But moral of story, yes. if it doesn't taste like an avocado, spit it out. Yeah. Yeah, if it's too spicy for you, don't eat it. I think this is an interesting story. And, And again, this lady, I feel for her. But it's a very interesting story because of this whole concept that there are other things besides natural hormones 
that can cause the same sort of conditions. And so a lot of the things that we eat, caffeine, yeah. coffee is good for you. 20 cups of coffee is bad for you. Yeah. Because the caffeine will act as a stimulant to your cardiac system. A energy drink yeah. is not bad for you. Okay, All those okay. things that you heard, um, it's because they drank 20 of them. One en- I, and listen, I don't drink coffee anymore. I drink a five-hour energy in the morning okay. and at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. It's equivalent to a large cup of coffee in the morning and a large cup of coffee in the afternoon. I can't stand sipping coffee over an hour. What yeah. I want to do is get that over with, get my caffeine jolt, and go on from there. Okay. So these things are not all bad for you. Moderation. We have no-no diet news. If you've never heard of the no-no diet, we'll have a description of it coming up. If you really want to lose weight, this uh, will work. A couple of shout-outs and a business idea. Oh, my God. A business, I've come up with a brilliant business idea for, for Dr. Weefold and myself on heart health. Call 919-860-9783, helping you get better, stay healthy, spot medical misinformation, and make me rich. This is Heart Health. Well, you know you make me want to kick my heels up and This is Heart Health on the Heart Health Radio Network. Remember, of course, consult your doctor if, before you do anything. Yeah, based don't, upon, don't. Always yeah. talk to your doctor about these things. Who are we shouting out this week? Well, uh, th- th- there's a patient I've had. We call her Shorty yeah. because she's short. Okay. But she's been called Shorty her whole life. And when I talk about these patients, I have permission. So don't call you know the federal government that I'm getting rid of their secret. Get, putting out their secret. Mm-hmm. But she's had a lot of health problems, and she's gotten through them with grit and verve. Mm-hmm. She had her knee replaced. Oh, yeah. And I saw her in the office the other day. She's just smiling. Yeah. Her her atrial fibrillation has not come back. She had a breast cancer scare. That's not come back. And wow. then she went through this knee replacement. So I just want to let everybody out there. She's from Selma, yeah. and she's wonderful. And if you know her, and even if you don't know her, give her a pat on the back because she's she's been through a lot and she's she's happy and smiling now. That's excellent. Now, Who else? The no no diet. We're going to talk about that some more. Yeah, it's a very simple thing. Okay, meat doesn't make you sick. Fat doesn't make you sick. It's it's the processed white flour products, corn, sugar, and that includes high fructose corn syrup mm-hmm. and potatoes, white potatoes, and and Mark Ticci. Great guy. One of my patients. I don't have to see him very often because he's pretty healthy now. 65 pounds in one year on the no-no diet. So what does he do? He doesn't eat biscuits. He doesn't eat white bread or buns much. You got to have that hot dog in New York. That's okay. Uh, French fries, Pringles, types of potato chips and potato products. Candy, sweets. Okay, I'm going over the no-no diet right now. Pasta. Now, I could not go without pasta. All these things are in moderation. You yeah. want to cut way back if you can. White rice is another another one. If you if you want to eat brown rice or rice with the husks, that's very good. Okay. If you want to have a potato skinned, that's very good. Sweet potatoes are actually good. Yeah. So Mark adapted it. He, it was a, it took him a while, but he lost 65 pounds and that's without anything else. 
Yeah. No meds, no over-the-counter products, and not killing himself exercising. Right. And a steak or bacon or bacon with a steak? They're good for you. These are good for me. Absolutely. And and even though I have cardiac issues. Yes. And I'm on a torvastatin. Yes. For you know to prevent yes. cl- now, this is having a steak is not clogging my arteries. I am still going to get a lot of flack for this, but I can remember when the concept of the no-no diet came out and you know I didn't make this up. I made up the name. Yeah. But I mean, you wouldn't believe the nutritionists who got all over me, screaming that I'm going to kill people. Yeah. And then the data came out, prospective trials. That is to say, they divided people up and had a low glycemic – if you want an official term, it's the low glycemic index diet. Okay. And so that means that the products that you eat do not get turned into simple sugars and absorbed into your system. Right. So, you know, it works. And it is an amazing thing. Eat your meat, eat your fat, eat your bacon, eat your eggs. Just don't have that potato chip. Right. Don't. Hey, you want to have a sausage, biscuit, and egg? Yeah. yeah Throw away the biscuit yeah. and eat the egg and the sausage. Okay. All right. You know, and so it, it's coming around and people are realizing it. And and there's there's reasons why. You want to talk about the sugar and inflammation I do. thing? Yeah, there's a study so this about leads, sugar. This leads to why these diets work. Not only because... The simple sugars are turned into fat, but the simple sugars and the white flour products somehow, and we don't know how scientifically, cause inflammation. Now, what is this inflammation thing that I'm harping on? It's probably what kills us. It probably, it's probably what ages us. And certain bodies, certain people are different. And these chemical compounds that are in sugar, yeah. sucrose, somehow stimulate certain individuals' bodies to produce these inflammatory compounds. We know now that heart attacks are from inflammation. We think that Alzheimer's comes from inflammation. Yeah. We know that a lot of aging comes from inflammation. Mm. Sugar, they've done the studies. You eat a teaspoon of sugar, your C-reactive protein, that's a marker of inflammation. Your leukotriene level, they go up. Now, if you look at statins, you said you're on a tour of a statin, Yes, right? I am, yeah. Do you know probably one of the major reasons why they reduce heart attacks mm. is they're anti-inflammatory. Okay. So if you take somebody who's had a heart attack and their LDL cholesterol is 60, mm-hmm. I still put them on a torvastatin or simvastatin or some other one because it still lowers the risk of a heart attack. And more than likely, it is reducing the inflammatory markers in your body that will lead to a heart attack. So okay. there is a scientific basis for the no-no diet in terms of weight loss, in terms of reducing cholesterol, in terms of uh, reducing total body fat, yeah. but also because of this reduction in inflammation. And okay. so if you can, throw away the biscuit, eat the sausage and the egg and the bacon. I just tell myself when I'm in the store, Dave, don't pick up a box. You pick up a box, chances are somebody threw a bunch of sugar in it. Right. It's it's just the way I, I, yeah. I do. Now, you really want to prove this to yourself? Go on the no-no diet for about two months. Weigh yourself. Be impressed. Then go off it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a I, rebound. I, I, I did that over the last two weeks. I've... I, you know, what got into you? What got into me? A couple of hot dogs got into yeah. me first, and then I had a couple yeah. of other things, and then yeah. a pack of nabs and some chips. Yeah. 
as nothing better. I mean, in terms tasted of tasted good, sure, yeah, tasting good and making you feel good. All right. So again, when I say these things, if you have a biscuit once a week, yeah, you know, I mean, the bottom line is is that we've got to get away from the habit of eating these things, and by that I mean five, six, seven servings a day. Yeah, but you know, I eat my biscuit once a week. Yeah, I love them. Good. Here's the business idea I had. We're going to buy up all of something. Doesn't matter what it is. We're gonna, and we don't have to buy it. We buy futures. Uh-huh. And I looked up odd vegetables. I there's something called fiddlehead fern. Okay, doesn't matter what it is. We're going to buy fiddlehead fern futures. We're going to buy the the, the idea that fiddlehead ferns are going to become. A very popular food. I have no idea what that is. And then we're going to publish something saying that fiddlehead ferns will save your life. Right. We'll publish it from the tartar sauce clinic near the Mayo Clinic. It's right. Uh, right it's down the shelf. Yeah. Okay. I like the ketchup clinic better. Because every time I turn around, there's fake news on the internet right. telling me that Kale is going to save me. Have you ever had a piece of kale? I don't. I choose not to. I thought I was going to die. Really? Thought but, I was going to die. But I think this is actually being done yeah, to us. I do too. I think that people are buying futures yeah. in quinoa, which is something spelled chinoa. Yeah. Okay. But you go to the health food store and you say this chinoa or quinoa. Yeah. It's chinoa. Everybody said, oh, it's going to be so good. It's an ancient grain. Did you know it's an I, ancient I grain? I have never heard of it. It's because the grain's been around for a long time. It's ancient. Well, the reason why we don't eat it anymore, it must taste terrible. Yeah, it does. The lesson is. A little bit better than kale. Is, I mean, you imagine after this article came out, the meatballs, that the, 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 yeah. you know, the meatball industry just took a dive. Yep. Oh, come on. Give me a break. All right. Uh, we uh, bid adieu to uh, board operator uh, board operator J.T. Carter, who is uh, – we're moving to noon next week. Next week. Noon, October 5th, heart health. The proceeding was meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action on what was just discussed, consult your medical doctor.